Hi guys, I'm Marie. And I'm Maddie. And we are here recording in the bunker right now, and there is a mosquito that's going to bite me. Fuck. Gross. That's disgusting. I hope it bites you. Okay, I just killed the mosquito, and I hurt my hand doing it. I hope another one comes out of the woods <gasps> and bites you. Shut up. That's so rude. Okay. Today, we are bringing you the case of Brandon Day and Gina Allen. Brandon is 28 and Gina is 24. And the couple met in March on MySpace. By the way, we're in 2006, in case you couldn't tell. Now, when Brandon saw Gina's profile, he decided to message her. Gina was an all-American cheerleader and traveled as an instructor, She had a degree in family resource management and had moved to Dallas to live with her sister. Brandon worked as a financial advisor for Martin Financial Group in Dallas, and they both had a sarcastic sense of humor and felt like they had known each other for years. The couple's first date was actually at the Velvet Hookah, which was a restaurant with pillows on the floor where people were sitting with their shoes off. (laughs) <laughs> no, thank you. Um, That's a terrible description of a hookah. Do you know what a hookah is? No, not really. <laughs> that's just so what it just said. Sound, this is like a hookah lounge is it what, what they went to. So it sounded like people like eating with their hands and sitting on pillows without shoes on. I don't know. I don't know. It, it sounds like a fucking nightmare is what it sounds like. <laughs> Wait a second. Let me, let, me sh- let me just show you. Let me. Okay, what is It's called velvet ho- hookah? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, I'm finally old enough to go to one. There's like don't a you left, need though. don't you need a driver's license or a passport to prove Shut you're 21? Up, stop. <laughs> yes, you do. Um. More on that saga later. That's um, kind of cute. They went to a hookah lounge. Mm-hmm. Their second date was to a baseball game, and it was on this date that the couple decided that they would travel together to Palm Springs for a work conference that Brandon was being sent on. That's bold. Is there a Palm Springs in Texas? There's one in California and there's one in Florida. That's all I know. So we are in Palm Springs, California, which is where we went. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. We went there when we did the missing hiker, the the dude that went missing and that survived. Uh, in Angeles National yeah. Park, yeah. Yeah, so Maddie and I spent some time in Palm Springs, California, and it is, it's very, like, there's the resorts. There's, like, one good strip that has a lot of food and a lot of stuff on it. Mm-hmm. We were there to go to Angeles National Forest to cover one of our cases, but... We did get to, like, explore and walk around, and we found some cute places there. The only part of being in Palm Springs that I remember is, first of all, that it's all on a grid system. Mm-hmm. And I remember the terrible Airbnb that we stayed at, or that we were going to stay at, and then we ditched because we were like, fuck this. We're we going looked to like a place here. we were going to get murdered. Yeah, no. I remember 
being at dinner and not being able to pay attention to anything because I was too busy eavesdropping on the first date behind us. Oh, yeah, that was so entertaining. The whole time. Yeah, that was really It was actually only, like, halfway through our dinner they got seated behind us. Yeah, yeah. And we literally got nothing done after that. (laughs) No, because I was too busy listening. I was too busy listening because it was a horrible first date. She spilled her white claw, or he spilled his white claw? Uh, She did, I think. Someone ordered a white claw at a restaurant. Which was really weird in the first And it's, like, a tall boy white claw, by the way. Yeah. Sorry for anyone who likes white claws. I'm immediately judging you. Okay. So in May, the couple headed off from Dallas to Palm Springs. And on May 5, the couple spent time partying at the JW Marriott with about a thousand other people from the conference. And they would get back to their room around 3 a.m. Sounds like a good time. But they would only get to sleep for about four hours before heading out to the morning speaker at the conference. And this would get over around 11. So 11 a.m., they have some downtime before they have more, like, work, conference things to do. Mm. So they would decide that they were going to take the aerial tramway to the top of Mount San Jacinto. This was one of the many events that a travel agency had set up with the organizers of the conference. So they had like a, hey, some things to do in the area. And you could go like out on a boat tour or you could go and do like other things. And this was one of the events that they picked. Okay. So it was about 2 p.m. on Saturday, May 6th. And the tram ride was only about 10 minutes up to the top. Not bad. Also, I love the tram rides up to the top. Maddie and I got to do a bunch of that in Europe. It was amazing. There was a restaurant at the top, and they planned to go up there, have a couple drinks, go for a walk, and then head back to their hotel. They wore light clothing and tennis shoes. So Brandon was wearing wind pants and a t-shirt, and I don't know what wind pants are. What the fuck are wind pants? Um, I would assume like a windbreaker, but for your legs. What the fuck is that? Like, do they mean, like, hiking pants, like khakis, like, or, like, not khakis, but, like, hiking pants, like, what you have? Is that what somebody would consider wind pants? I don't know. Please. Anyone know what wind pants are? Anyone from Texas where they have wind pants? Yeah, what the fuck are wind pants? Anyway. I assume it, I don't know if it's even from Texas, whoever... Whoever wrote this article, the article that I got the wind information from. Okay. So he's wearing his wind pants and a t-shirt, and Gina was wearing yoga pants and a two-layer tank top with a light windbreaker. It is 2006. It is 2006. Maybe they were like hammer pants. I can see... What? Hammer pants. Which ones are hammer pants? They're like the really baggy, like, like hammer pants. They're like baggy, but they're like tight at the ankle. They're like... Oh, yeah. (laughs) MC Hammer? Yeah, yeah. I I got you. Hammer time. I got you. I just need I can, to... I can, like, almost hear the tone, but I can't. <laughs> Hammer time. Oh. They had no food or water because they're just going up there to get some drinks at the restaurant. There's yeah, a they're restaurant just going the on a tram. They're on a tram. They're on a tram. They also would leave their cell phones in their hotel room. 
And I'm not sure why they chose to do this. They did have a digital camera with them. It is 2006. It is 2006. So you're probably not using your phone to take your pictures at this point, right? Like you don't need it. You're thinking maybe there's not service. I'm not sure. They also had chapstick and one ounce of sunscreen. Can you guess where we're going? Can you guess what's going to happen in this episode? Anyone? Are they going to miss the tram? And you have to hike down and try to hike down and then get lost and die. Something's going to happen. Or he pushes her off the ledge. Oh, my God. They just met. Why is he pushing her off the ledge already? Oh, my God. I have no idea. Jesus fucking Christ. I just assume that any man is trying to push me off a cliff at all times. (laughs) So I do not have much faith. So they got off the tram and the operator told everyone to be back in two hours. I assume that's the last tram is in two hours. Yeah, maybe it's the last tram or maybe, yeah, I don't know. Fuck if I know. (laughs) So it was 60 degrees out and most people headed for the bar. But Brandon and Gina decided to follow the paved path and go for a little walk. Mm -hmm. So the path soon turned into dirt and they started seeing hikers with packs and walking poles. Which Gina actually laughed about saying... (laughs) What the hell is this? These people are overdoing it because they're just out for a little walk, right? Like she's probably not realizing that these people were actually hiking on the mountain, not just walking around at the top like they're planning on doing. Yeah. So they were on Desert View Trail, which is one and a half miles. And Brandon and Gina had a snowball fight where they were walking. So there's snow patches. Right. So not a ton of snow, but there is still snow patches at the top of this mountain right now. So the trail's pretty easy at this point. And they see a lookout not far from the trail. And there were people in the area and people coming back from that area saying that it was pretty. Mm-hmm. Once at the lookout, they could hear a waterfall. And they decided that they would venture a little further to try to find the waterfall. So going off trail. Yeah. Uh-huh. Are they going to walk off a cliff? Why are they walking off? Why, is, why are I people feel like going they're going to fall. I feel like they're going to go off the cliff for some reason. I don't know why. Someone comes out of the waterfall and stabs them. Oh, my God, Madison. What is wrong with you? No. No, I'm sorry. Now you know what's not going to happen. Also, no aliens will be showing up and taking them to their spaceship. Bigfoot walks out of the snow. Bigfoot will not be making Drags them back into the waterfall where he has his cave. Oh, my God. Okay. Now, they would make it to the waterfall. Where Bigfoot has a ride that's like the pirate's ride where he has no. all the skeletons set up and you just kind of like oh fall on a God. boat through this what waterfall. What the fuck, Madison? I can't. Stop. Okay. So... They would make it to the waterfall, but on the way back, they would make a wrong turn. And the way that it was described is like, instead of going up a boulder, they would go around the boulder or, you know, like the terrain is a little rocky and a little difficult, right? But they can still hear voices. And so they're literally just following the voices back to what they think is the main trail. But if you have ever hiked in a rocky canyon type area, you would know that voices tend to bounce. Um, yeah. When we were in Joshua Tree looking for that, there's this one heart-shaped rock. 
It's a hole in between rocks and it's shaped like a fucking heart. Oh, yeah. It's supposed (laughs) to be in Joshua Tree. And we couldn't fucking find it. But we could hear that there were people at this viewpoint. Yeah. But we literally couldn't find it. We could hear that there were like a big group of people. And we're in like the big, huge boulders in Joshua Tree National Park at this point. Yeah, they're like like canyons. Yeah, yeah. These rocks are creating like canyons. And we could hear all these people, but we literally, we didn't find it. Well, we and didn't find it. When we were in that area, we could hear people talking the entire time we were there, yeah. but we didn't see any people. No. no. Yeah. We didn't see anyone. We got lost. It's. But to be clear, we did have GPS, so we weren't worried about getting lost because we could just like walk ourselves no, right back to the trail that, we came. That's when I found my blue scarf. Oh, yeah. The blue scarf came from that trip. Yeah. My okay. blue scarf that sits over top of my shelf now. Oh, that's so cute. The one that smelled like sunscreen. And an old lady. Yes. No. Uh, it wasn't sunscreen. And no, old lady. I'm way more specific. A resort. Than that. No. You said it smelled like somebody. I don't know. Go back on the Instagram and find it. I bet you you can figure it out. Yeah, I know the video is on Instagram. Somebody go find it and find out what Madison said. This scarf smelled like. Okay. Now Gina actually asks, "Do you know where we are? Are we lost?" And she said this kind of teasing. And he joked back saying, a man never gets lost. Famous last words. <laughs> they end up on some really loose scree and they end up sliding down this canyon wall, getting even further from the trail. So now we're getting like a little further off trail. They're starting to like not hear people. And Gina's getting a little panicked. She actually starts crying at this point. And she's she actually is worried that Brandon's going to call her a baby and leave her there. Because remember, these two barely know each other. I can't even imagine. A man never gets lost. A man never gets lost. Brandon tries to assure her that everything will be fine. But neither of them are hikers or campers or even have much outdoor experience. So we are not in a good situation already. And by 3.30 p.m., they are screaming for help and hearing no response. So by 3.30, they're what? They've been out here, what, an hour? Wasn't it like 2.30 that they went up the tram? 2 p.m.? So an hour and a half. We've been out here for an hour and a half, and we're already so sure that we're in trouble that we are screaming for help. Yeah, that is not that is not a good sign. An hour and a half in, not already realizing a that good something sign is wrong. By 7.30 p.m., they came to a 50-foot waterfall, and at this point, the temperature is falling fast, and there are steep canyons on all sides of them. It gets cold in the desert, by the way. Um, yeah. Maddie and I, our first night in Joshua Tree, we were fucking freezing. It was hot and sunny all day long, and then the wind picked up, and it got so cold. The desert doesn't mess around. No. Which is why we see time and time again that that is a 
area that people continuously go missing in. Mm-hmm. Because it's such a hard area. It looks the same. And I'd love to hear, like, other people's experiences. Like, if you are from the desert and you come hiking in, like, the woods, is it more confusing for you? Are you better at navigating in the desert? Because I wonder... I'm better at navigating in the woods, for I'm sure. I'm horrible in the desert. Yeah. We were so bad. If we didn't have GPS, we would have literally gotten lost. We'd probably be dead in Joshua Tree now. And uh, on right my now. TikTok yeah. all the time, I see videos of people getting lost in the desert. Like, literally, like... Well, I'm lost. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. And they're always because in the it really desert. does like all look the same. And I wonder if the forest looks like that to other people because we walk onto a trail and I'm like, oh, this kind of reminds me of this trail. Like we can identify like different different types of wooded trails, right? And, and you have like I can, landmarks and oh, look at that, and you see it on the way back. And, well, and yeah. I can tell what's an animal track, what's human, mm-hmm. like what's it was an animal trail, trail a human yeah. trail, what's water runoff in the desert. It all looks the same to me. They found a big flat rock to sleep on because Brandon thought that it would make it easier for searches to see them. And I will say, that's actually kind of smart. The rocks are always real warm, too. Like, from the sun all day. From the sun, yeah. They get get cold fast, though, too. It continued to get colder and would drop below 40. And with the wind up on this mountain, it would feel a lot colder. It would feel, like, freezing. So cold. And they have, like, barely any clothes on. Yeah. They would find a small cave near the waterfall, and they were barely, it wasn't really even a cave. It was more like just like a crack in the rock, and they were like kind of like crammed themselves in there and tried to like huddle for warmth. And actually, they would be woken up all throughout the night by their own shivering. Yeah, that's a common. I literally feel cold like just thinking about it. Yeah, that's what everyone fucking says. It was so cold. Yeah, painful. So, day two on the mountain, May 7. At this point, they figure people must be searching for them. After they didn't show back up at the tram for their trip down, or maybe the hotel clerk would notice that they didn't come back to the hotel, or maybe somebody from the convention that they had been spending time with. They had missed dinner, so that should bring some sort of attention, right? And they were going to be missing their flight that day. So they're yeah. thinking someone's going to come somebody's going to come looking. But they're wrong. They're two grown adults. Yeah. Nobody at a, con- a work conference. At this point, nobody is looking for them or has even noticed that they're missing. Shit. Yeah. So Brandon remembered that you should stay put when you get lost so that search crews would be able to find you more easily. Because remember, if you wander out of the search zone unintentionally, nobody's ever going to find you, right? Most searches search in a pretty small zone around where you were last seen. So he's not wrong in this. So he's thinking we just need to stay put so that the search crew, which is probably going to start at daybreak, will be able to find us. But like I said, nobody is coming for them. Yikes. So they sat on their flat rock for three hours afraid to drink water because... It might be contaminated. See, these people definitely watched naked and afraid at some Dude, point. <laughs> they actually had to start giving out fire starters to every single 
per like every single like couple in Naked and Afraid because multiple people had like lifelong illnesses from drinking contaminated water on oh the my show. God. And they figured that it wasn't worth drinking, especially since, you know, they're going to be rescued soon. Daybreak's going to come. Their search team's going to come find them. Brandon starts to think, what if somebody isn't coming to find them? Because they're just, like, sitting on their fucking rock with nothing better to do than think about all the things that could be going wrong. So they come up with a plan. And their plan is that they are going to find their way back to the waterfall that had originally led them off the trail. And they're going to use the pictures that they took to try to get there. So they're going to try to get back up the way that they had come, which is not going to be easy. Yeah. But they realize that this waterfall that they're at right now is a dead end. They can't get out this way. So they have to go back up and try to get around somehow. Before leaving, they made a big X on the ground with rocks and they left behind one of Gina's tank tops, which was bright orange because they figured at least somebody would know that they were there if they did like an air search, but nobody's going to find it. So you gave up your tank top for nothing. Once they climbed their way out, Gina recognized a single dead tree that she had seen the day before from the outlook. She had thought that it looked like an old man. I would be skeptical if it was the same tree or not, but the tree had been above them from the outlook and now it was below them and they could see Palm Springs in the distance, but all the waterfalls looked the same and they could not find the one that they had started at. But the tram ride up had only been 10 minutes. So how long could it really take them to hike back down? And they decide that they're going to give it a try. They pick a valley that looked like it might lead them down the mountain. And they set off in that direction. So they're standing up at the top here. And they're like, that valley right there looks like it'll take us down. Let's go that way. Not the worst plan that I've ever heard, honestly. Not the worst plan. By the way, a 10-minute tram ride covers a lot of ground. Our tram ride was probably only five minutes from Uh Chamonix to the top. Yep. And that was a long way. So as they started to make their way down, they immediately run into steep ledges and rock slides. And in one, Brandon almost got crushed with a rock the size of a suitcase. So the day was hot and the sun was beating down on them. Gina gave Brandon her other tank top for him to tie on his head. What is she wearing now? Her windbreaker. Probably just a sports bra and her windbreaker. I mean, better to like stop the sun from hitting you. Yeah. Oh, for sure. You're not. She's not gonna want to take her windbreaker off, even if it's if it's hot. Yeah. Yeah. Those things trap in heat, though, man. So they shared the sunscreen sparingly, using it mainly on their noses. Because mm-hmm. ow, fuck. Yeah. So by five p.m., they decided to drink some water, regardless of whether it got them sick or not. Right, because they don't have food either. I mean, you're you're gonna have to drink water at this point. 
Yeah, I probably would have started drinking water first thing in the morning, I'm, honestly. In a survival but, situation, I'm probably going to be yeah. shitting myself no matter what. So I Actually, might as well drink the water. I didn't put it in here, but the first night when Gina got really upset and she's like crying and stuff and he's like, it's going to be okay. And she's like, no, it's not. Because she also had to use the bathroom and was like really stressed out about it. It 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 would honestly have to depend. Like if I was here in Washington and I got lost, I would definitely be drinking water. Oh, for sure. But yeah. maybe if I was somewhere else, I'd be more. That you're not about familiar it. with, maybe. I would say the majority of places where we go and hike, we could safely drink the water, but we don't because we don't want to risk it. To give you guys an idea of how cold this water is, they couldn't even put their hands in it to drink the water. They had to put their mouth straight up to the water because it was so cold that putting their hands in was painful. So the valley they were following merged with the valley that they had gotten stuck in the night before. And they were struggling to get through some pretty dense forests at this point. They had to fight and crawl their way through parts. They felt like they were walking on terrain that had never been walked on before. And they were amazed that something so beautiful could be so dangerous. As the sun started to set on the second day of their nightmare, they were crossing a stream on a log and the log breaks, and Brandon gets his shoes and socks wet. Fucking nightmare. I've been there. It's not good. Gina would give him her socks and put her bare feet in her dirty shoes. Why is she giving him her socks? Because his shoes and socks are wet. It's freezing. Oh, oh. Yeah. I thought we were walking still. No, at this point, they decide to stop walking for the night. They would huddle together to try to stay warm for another night. And they would also get up and jog in place to try to stay warm. Yeah, Brandon thought it would be a good idea for them to keep their circulation going. So, like, every hour, he would, like, make them get up and jog in place. Probably burning a lot of calories, but it's probably accomplishing its goal as well. Would burying myself in the sand help me keep warm? It's not really sandy here. Rocky? It's rocky, yeah. And no, burying yourself in rocks is probably not going to keep you warm either. No, I was thinking more like like small like rock sand yeah, type of vibe. Yeah. I w- that's what I was thinking of. So Brandon's trying to comfort Gina, and he did tell her that if anything happened to him, that she could eat him. <laughs> referencing the Alive movie. <laughs> so she does eat him. I'm not sure that would make me feel better if the person I'm with who, by the way... Probably I feel like I'm depending on now because I'm not outdoorsy. It's like, so if I die, go ahead and eat me. Like, (laughs) I know he's like joking kind of, but like that would give me anxiety. They did try banging rocks together and spinning sticks on their palms in order to generate a spark. Right. And this they had seen on the movies like Castaway where he starts a fire with sticks. With like, yeah. <laughs> I do like the the majority of their knowledge is like coming from just TV. <laughs> from movies? Yeah. I mean, where else does it come from? <laughs> I know. Good point. Good point. So day three, it's Monday, May 8th. They wake up and they decide that they need to keep moving and they need to find their way down the mountain. The terrain became even more difficult on this day, but they had hope when they started to see some cactus appear. And they think that this means that they're getting closer to the desert and would find civilization around the bend. 
but they are wrong. And things take a turn for the worst when Brandon falls into a crevice and twists his ankle. And he almost falls off a cliff as well, by the way. They also have to cross a stream multiple times. And in one of them, it's so deep that they actually have to take all their clothes off and hold them above their heads to keep them dry. So... I would definitely walk butt naked through a stream before I got my clothes wet in a survival situation. 100%. Even in a non-survival situation, I'm taking my clothes off to go through a stream because I don't like to be cold and I don't like to be wet. It would depend on if I had other clothes. Well, like when we're backpacking, like I've had to take clothes off to go across a stream because I don't want to get the clothes I'm wearing wet and I don't want to dig into my pack to find my clothes for the following day. Or even if I have clothes for the following day, depending on how many days we're doing. By 5 p.m., they're starting to worry that they would be stuck on the mountain for another day. And as they were coming around a bend in the stream, Brandon spotted something green. It was a poncho strung between two trees around a campsite on the other side of the stream. They started shouting, Hello, help, is anyone there? We're lost. And they started making their way to the site. And Brandon actually falls into the stream again and gets wet. He probably doesn't care at this point, though. As they approached the campsite, they realized that something didn't seem right. There were a pair of sneakers along with an orange and yellow backpack near the river. The backpack was wet and looked like it had been occupying its spot for some time. Oh, my God. They ran into another missing. They ran into a missing hiker stuff. Did they, they ran into a dead missing hiker. He's in his tent and he's dead. <laughs> There's no tent. Inside the pack, they find a Ziploc bag with medicines, probably like ibuprofen and things like that. Score. A bag of socks. Score. Tent stakes. Uh, a navy blue fleece pullover. Score. A compass. Score. A pair of glasses. Could pass on those. A cooking tin. Which you probably no, need something no, to cook, but no, could be good. Boiling water. No, great water. boiling water. Yep. Steel. Toilet paper, which they did not have. Number one. I know. <laughs> good news, Gina. I got Gina some toilet paper for excited. you. <laughs> Whose stuff is this? Who's dead? Somebody's dead. A prayer card for St. Christopher, who is the patron saint of travelers, by the way. And a wallet. And inside the wallet, they find an ID who identified the owner as John Joseph Donovan. They also find a radio and a flashlight. There were topographic maps with notes in the margins, about a dozen of them actually. And the author wrote that he was trapped in the gorge and it was dated May 8. Which, by the way, it's May 8. This day that they find the bag, it's May 8. So he's been missing for a year. Gina turned to Brandon and said, look, somebody has been here. It's dated for today. And Brandon said, look at the date. It says 2005. So exactly one year ago today, somebody wrote that they were trapped, that they were trapped in this gorge. This hiker has been missing for a whole year, over a year. So they look around and they notice that there's a rusty fork and spoon laying on the ground. Of course, the backpack is wet. So it's been sitting there. They find a journal. And 
I'm not sure that it's actually a journal. It sounds like he had a bunch of papers that maybe he was using for a journal, but we're going to call it the journal from here on because I'm not really sure. It's referenced as a journal in some places and it's referenced as like notes in the margin in other places. But in the journal, it says that he knew nobody was looking for him and he was down to his last couple of crackers. And this entry was dated May 14 of 2005. He also said that he wanted to be buried in a VA cemetery and wrote goodbye and I love you all. So at this point, how panicked are you? I am freaking the fuck out. The implication of this is so heavy. A man with not only equipment, but maps had died. But where was he? And what did he mean by trapped? According to the ID, he was 60. So Brandon's like, Gina, maybe maybe he was injured. Maybe he was old. Maybe something else happened. But this is not making her feel better. And she begins to pray and weep. They decide to leave the campsite. Now they take John's personal effects with them, but they do leave the backpack because it's wet and heavy. Yeah. They soon come to a waterfall and steep canyon with a wall about 100 feet high. And they realize that they cannot get around the cliff wall. And this is when they understood what John was talking about. In his entry. They're trapped. Oh my God. So, by the way, this is going to be a two-parter. Sorry. Yeah. So, this is the end of part one. Please come and check out our Patreon. Go follow us on social media. We really appreciate all of you, and thank you so, so much. Bye. God, stop itching those, Madison. Holy fuck. You have to stop itching those. That's why they're swelling like that. Stop itching them. Put your pant leg down and stop. The flea is still in my pants. Take it's your pants problem. off. Just take your pants off so that we can finish recording, please. <laughs> There's a sentence I never thought I'd say. So we're trying to get rid of the fleas right now. Our cats have fleas. It's a big thing. Okay. One climbed in my pants, and it's been in my pants since we've been recording, and it's been crawling so, on me and biting me, and I don't Madison know where it is. is now. Madison is now sitting in the studio with no pants on. Everything is fine, but I feel I like her flea. I feel like her flea is gonna jump on me at some point, and I feel like she's sitting a little too close to me. <laughs> There's a whole ass <laughs> pillow in between us. <laughs> okay. I got a my nose. My nose out. always, yeah. We Maddie and I both have like bigger noses, so they, I don't know. they're I like have they're a like nose. a beacon for the for the sun. I think I have a big nose, but every time I say it, everyone's like, "No, you don't." I feel like we have we have like de- we have good sized noses. I feel like our noses are we good do size. we have good sized noses. Yeah, I feel like it just because it, it doesn't, doesn't mean it looks bad it on my face. I was gonna say it doesn't mean it doesn't look good on your face. It's just like I have a big nose. I don't. I think I look weird with a small nose, but my nose is definitely big. I feel like my nose is big. My nose is bigger than yours. I mean, I can get all four of my fingers straight across my nose. 
And mine's bigger than yours. So. My nose sticks out more than yours does. So. I don't think so. I think my nose is longer than yours. I think from the side, your nose looks exactly like mine. You even have the bump. <laughs> yeah, I do. Anyway, um, go look at a picture of our noses. We I don't guess. have the same nostrils, though. Yeah, yours, I have are, Randall's yours are like down. Mine yeah. are like up, yeah. Okay, 